Thanks for listening to Mindfulness for the Modern Family podcast, where we dive deep into all things parenting and family. We talk about what mindfulness means within the family dynamic and how self-care is crucial, not only for ourselves, but for those we love. I'm your host, Shayla Peary. As a guided meditation teacher, mindful parenting has always been, well, top of mind for me as I raise my daughter. I'm curious to know what others have experienced and what we can learn from each other and our kids. You can find more episodes at shaylapiri.ca or subscribe wherever you get podcasts. In this episode, we're joined by Chantelle Simpson and Michelle Crisp, who are raising their blended family with an emphasis on going with the flow and keeping things fun. Chantelle and Michelle, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. All right, so you have three um, little ones. Can you tell us a little bit about your kids and their ages? Yeah, so we've got three together. Um, Our youngest is five, uh, followed by six, and our oldest is nine. How long ago did you merge your two families? How long has it been now? Just over four years. Yep, I think that's about right. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah, just over four years. November 2018. Nice. So they were really little when that happened. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about, I mean, you know, I, I we're friends and I follow you guys on social, obviously, and you make it look so easy and you're, you always look at, like you're having so much fun. Um, tell us about, you know, bringing your families together and, and how that process was for you. And I'm sure the kids must just be having a blast. Yeah, the kids, yeah. Um, I think they, I think they fell in love with each other before we did. <laughs> Okay. It was kind That's of like awesome. a first sight for them. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, like any like any siblings, they're little patches throughout time through different age pockets. But yeah, they really they really enjoy each other and have fun together for sure. Oh, that's that's so great. What's the one thing you wish someone would have told you about becoming a parent before you became a parent? Yeah, I can answer that first. Um, I think the there's sort of two things. One was um, there's a saying that I recently learned um, or the last couple of years um, that they are having a hard time not giving us a hard time. Mm-hmm. And that really resonated with me um, specifically because when my um, when our eldest was pretty young, I had a couple of caregivers use that language with me, you know, specifically saying to Emerson, you know, stop giving your your mom a hard time. Oh. And uh, in that moment, I mean, I didn't know anything else, you know, and I, I knew that it didn't feel right, but I didn't have any other language, you know, around it. And so for the first time when I heard someone say they're having a hard time, not giving you a hard time, it's just stuck with me. Um, and really been, it was just like a light switch that went on for me in being able to reframe, you know, how I wanted to parent. Okay, so can you explain a little bit more what exactly you mean by they're having a hard time not giving you a hard time? Does that mean they're having trouble and so they're acting out? Or can you explain that a little bit more? Oh, yeah, great question. I definitely wasn't being clear. <laughs> I think <laughs> no about problem. it in my own head, like, Yes, you're exactly that, you know, when they're having big emotions, you know, when they're, they reject the blue bowl over the red bowl, (laughs) or they don't (laughs) want to put their coat on to go outside, but then they do, you know, instantly when they get out there and they feel the natural consequence, or they don't want to go to bed, or, 
you know, they have a hard time on transition days. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of those things, yeah. right? We feel like kids are having these, they, I mean, I, I even, I try not to use the word tantrum because I think it just frames it in such a negative way. Um, our kids are trying to tell us that they're having a hard time in that moment, either from a developmental standpoint or an emotional standpoint. And uh, we need, you know, we, we need to understand they're having a hard time and not being bad. Yes, exactly. And not to diminish their, their emotions. I completely agree with that. Thanks so much, Chantal. That was great. Um, Michelle, what, what's it like for you or what's that answer for you? What does it look like? What I wish someone would have told me. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were just chatting about it this morning before logging in with you. Um, I think for me, the how much my kids were going to trigger um, my own wounds and how much of a part I would have to play in the falling apart of uh, power struggles and my contribution to the quote unquote big feelings. So, you know, how I, how pretty much it would be me who could, who was potentially going to make the situation worse. Right. Like your reactions. Exactly. Without the understanding of knowing what was happening and, yeah. and how to become conscious of that and, and uh, you know, pause and, and breathe before making things worse. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I totally hear that. And, you know, that's what this show is all about. It's, it's about us, um, everyone sort of in our generation and a little bit older, a little bit younger, coming to actually realize, hey, wait a minute, I'm contributing to this negative situation that's happening, right, as a parent with my own reaction. So I think we're all really, really lucky um, that we have more insight into how to sort of manage ourselves. Um, and our own reactions and our interactions with our kids. Mm. So um, really, really uh, powerful stuff. Thank you. Thanks for that. Um, so to back it up a little bit, you recently got married. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you were just on holiday with your with your family. Was that a celebration or was that just a, you know, a family getaway? Yeah, it was. A, I mean, all of the above. We definitely had a really big year with um, sort of, you know, like many playing catch up from the uh, pandemic lockdown. So uh, we did finally get married. That was, you know, postponed through the pandemic. Uh, it felt like we'd really planned three different weddings by the time, <laughs> by the time it finally <laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, we also, you know, we are so lucky to have a really supportive um, extended family that we love to spend time with. So we had two family vacations that were sort of, you know, promised over the years. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, so we had one trip with Michelle's family and we had one trip with my family and uh, yeah, sort of a celebration, you know, of being able to spend time together, being able to, you know, yes, the wedding, get away, you know, all of mm -hmm. those things. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. How did you find uh, how, like, you know, it's just such a new sort of thing for me to think about because I've only ever had my one daughter and she's 16 now. So how, what's it like being on vacation with three kids? What your, what's your day to day like with three little ones? How do you roll with it? How do you, how do you roll with the bunches? It's like herding cats. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. And we were, um, we're very close with my sister's family. And so she's got two. And when you spread out the five kids, there's 15 months between all of them. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's, 
it really is like cats. We were just like, um, it, they were, they, what is the saying? The days are long and the years are short. <laughs> I feel like, you <laughs> yeah. know, we had, we had a great time, but boy, we were tired <laughs> when we came home. Yeah. You needed a vacation from your vacation. Yeah, yeah we did, but it was awesome. So it was, it was <laughs> so. so fun. They, uh, the kids lost their minds on the, between the water slides and the beaches. And I think the thing that blew their minds the most was the autonomy we allowed them at the buffet. <laughs> like they lost their minds being able to go and like choose all their own oh, food. So cool. So like the first day it was like, it was a bit of a shit show with like plates piled high with like candy and desserts. And, but that, but you know, by the end, there was a little <laughs> self-regulation yeah, measured, but they, yeah, but they had a lot of, Oh, that's great. Sure you know, you let them have autonomy on vacation, but at home, what are some techniques that you've consciously incorporated into raising your kids? And, you know, we've already sort of touched on, you know, being able to tune in and take a breath and realize yourself when you need to self-regulate and adjust the way you're reacting. So, you know, we talk a lot about on the show about how maybe we're incorporating some techniques that uh, we didn't have growing up that our parents just didn't have access to. They didn't know about. Um, it wasn't in their vocabulary of in parenting, in terms of parenting. Um, but it, it can also go the other way. Like maybe there are some techniques that you use that your parents use that you find really effective. So if you can share a little bit about that, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, maybe I can start by, um, you know, sort of getting back to one thing that we uh, hadn't shared is that we are a blended family and we share custody um, of our kids. And um, at the moment, the schedule that we share uh, isn't exactly the same, but um, with them being so young, I think has some positives, you know, asterisks if you have to share, <laughs> share your kids. Right. Um, yeah. And so two, two of them uh, go back and forth with their other house uh, two, 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 three. Um, and then, uh, Gage, our youngest is a uh, week on week off. So, um, oh, wow. that some of the benefits are that we have, um, every, you know, when they're here on the weekends, we're all together as a family yeah. and through the week, um, there are days, there are a couple days where we have them all through the week. There are a couple days where we have just two and there's a couple days where we have just Gage. Um, and so that gives us, you know, with them being so young, uh, gives us the opportunity to really um, give each of them, you know, some more alone time yeah, absolutely. that they wouldn't, that you may not get, you know, having three kids. Um, and it's also really nice because, you know, with the kids being so young, um, you know, it gives us as like a bonus or step parent to also have some time um, with the kids that, you know, we wouldn't necessarily get uh, with our you know, kids, our, our original kids coming to the, the relationship, being so needy, right? Yeah. So um, there's some, some really special things with the way that the um, schedule is for now. So um, that's incredible. To, to, to your question. Yeah, it is. It's nice for it's nice for now, given the ages they yeah. are. So, um, so it, back to your original question on like, I, you know, it feels like, as Michelle said, hurting cats, um, <laughs> it does give us like, there's a lot of ebb and flowing, right? When they're all three kids are here, it's obviously like quite crazy yeah. <laughs> and loud and fun. And we definitely have a lot of fun. Uh, Michelle is an expert at bringing 
um, laughter. If anyone's, everybody, if you've been in the same room with Michelle, everybody <laughs> knows her special laughter, <laughs> the, the way she laughs. And, um, and that brings a lot of fun into our house. You know, the other night we came back, all the kids had, um, had activities. We didn't get home until seven. Yeah. It's snowing out, you know, Michelle picked up some dinner and we just had a picnic on the floor in the kitchen. Ah, you know, we were just cool. like short on time. And, um, and it was, you know, it just, the, the, it was a long day. We were all out. We didn't have the dishes done. Like the house was just, you know, so we just sat right down on, on the floor and had dinner there. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that you said, how, what are the strategies that you have? Yeah. And one of them is that, you know, nothing has to, it doesn't have to be picture perfect. And actually that was picture perfect for us because oh, I, like, love you know, we, I love that. Right. Because we're not yelling at the kids to sit down to yeah. eat their, you know, like all of those things, we just made it easy and they thought that that was fun and that really lightened the mood and, you know, allowed us to get on with the night a lot easier. Yeah. Keeping everything light and, and easy. That's, that's brilliant. I love that because, you know, it is really, really easy as a parent to get caught up in your routine and things. Okay. It's this time. And now we're supposed to be doing this. So, oh, that's great. Great insight. Um, Michelle, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I can add another thing to that, to that same story and how we kind of sort of ended up on the floor. Another thing that's really important me and Chantal talked about is our, our recovery with our kids. So, Okay. We realize, you know, learning and trying to become conscious parents uh, more and more so each day, but, you know, that we'll still very much make mistakes. And so the reason we kind of ended up on the floor is um, Gage is notorious when he falls asleep in the car. If you have to wake him up before he's ready, it's it's not a good thing. So <laughs> right. <laughs> he's very crusty. Um, yeah. And so he fell asleep on the way home when we were going to pick up food and and uh, it, just say there was there was a few choice words from him about what kind of mom I was, and he's just a oh. five year old, so it's like oh just gosh. screaming at me on the sidewalk and won't put on his coat, and I'm trying to get food back home, and he <laughs> he picks up a Tim Hortons like garbage Tim Hortons cup on the on the ground that has half frozen coffee and just like hucks it at me like it was oh. the poor guy was just having a really really hard time. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there like deep breathing, but like I didn't really have a lot of resources I couldn't I couldn't comfort him and I was just trying to get home so finally we get we get home he's still you know crying and still upset I'm putting the food out yeah. on the counter and I can feel his little face and the little sniffles in his nose kind of cuddle into my butt and into my legs so I'm like okay he's ready now <laughs> so of course I just sit down Aww. he sits on me we have a nice big hug we talk about it and I apologize for you know, scaring him and, and yelling at him. And, and then that's when the girls arrived home and it just kind of flowed into a dinner on the floor. So. <laughs> oh, oh, that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. And we've all been there with our kids, all of us. So have totally you had frozen coffee tossed at you? Fantastic. <laughs> I've had um, my daughter have major <laughs> meltdowns where she's lying on her back in the middle of a floor, like kicking and screaming. Amazing. So I'm like, not, 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 not exactly that, but yeah, definitely versions of that. And you're just, you're at a loss at that, in that moment, you're like, what am I supposed to do right now? Yep. Except try to get this child home. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. You know, we're trying to be more conscious and more patient and be the calm for our kids. But, you know, like Michelle said early on, we get triggered and we're still growing and learning ourselves. And so, you know, even with our kids, we use the word repair, you know, it's just so important that um, we have that repair and even with each other, you know, in front of our kids. 
we can make mistakes and we do, but if we repair yeah. sincerely, you know, we're hoping <laughs> that that's the, that will help us along the way, you know? Well, yeah. And, you know, families have those types of instances with each other in situations and you do repair and grow and move on and, um, and hopefully do better um, from those situations. So I love that word. I haven't heard that before, actually. So this leads me to my next question for you. In terms of you know dealing with these situations, how do you fill your own cups? Like, how do you re repair yourselves and um, recharge yourselves? So, what does that kind of self care look like for each of you? Yeah, there we've found that we have some similar needs, and then like some some different needs, and just finding space to honor that for ourselves and and how we can support each other. For that obviously having three three kids and mm -hmm. work and and busy lives so i won't speak to chantal let her cover off hers but for me personally um sleep has become increasingly uh needed and entering entering into what i i believe i'm entering into perimenopause there are certainly some changes happening and that seems to be one of them yeah one of the areas i'm noticing a shift so prioritizing like getting into bed at a certain time and having some kind of sleep hygiene or routine has become important for for me. Um, yeah. And we're we're doing pretty good there. It it is it's definitely tricky because the kids are going to bed later and later, and in the evening is really the only time we have to sit down and hang out. Yeah. Usually from nine to ten is our time. Um. So we try we try to have that as a, a quiet time to hang out and then kind of cut things off at ten and make sure we're up into bed. Um. And the big thing for me all my life has been movement, mm -hmm. movement and and exercise, in particular strength training. And then some sort of competitive sport. So super, super important for me. Yes. So we we were just very fortunate to be able to redo our garage and create a, a gym, like a workout space oh, awesome. that we use almost every day. And then uh, I've joined a soccer league with some girls with Chantel's sister, actually. And that's that's been super fun to have something fun and recreational and competitive again. Oh, and that's then, great. Uh, I've picked up javelin again. Oh, which wow. Which was always one of my one of my favorite sports and competing at that at the master's level. Ah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, it does get easier as, um, as your kids get older to carve out, carve out these, these times for yourself, right. To be able to do these things. Yeah. Does it? <laughs> it does. It does. It will continue does to get, it? I promise. It'll get okay, easier okay. and easier. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait till they're, um, you know, 14 and sleeping in until noon. You'll have lots of time. Right. Right. <laughs> And okay, so Chantal, what about you? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd have to say it's, it's sort of a, a new phenomenon for me because I was not good at it before. Um, one, you know, not even really knowing what I needed, and uh, two, not taking it, and and then even thirdly, I'd say not really. I mean, I wanted to be able to respect um, and honor Michelle's needs around what she needed to do. Um, but because I didn't understand it for myself, this was yeah. really early on in our relationship. I think I resented her taking uh, time for herself. Okay. Um, and I thought I, I was thinking that this was important to share because I, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Well, you're not. And it's so interesting because I didn't, I've never had that experience myself. And I wasn't actually aware that other people experienced that sort of 
inability to take time for self-care. So yeah, go on, please go on. It's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I, it really became obvious to me that I, I mean, sleep is my number one and honestly, I'm relieved mm. that it's become a thing for Michelle because, <laughs> because before, I mean, only, only a couple of years ago, she didn't need to sleep and oh, it drove wow. me crazy. <laughs> And I felt so much guilt and like kind of a loser, you know, I'm like I got to go to bed or like I wouldn't get enough sleep. And the world just feels like a really dark place for me. It really, um, you know, takes its toll. And with Emerson being nine and a half, you know, I feel like I haven't had a good night's sleep in 10 years. So I kept saying, to myself, yep. like I'd, you know, I'd rationalize it to myself, like you just haven't been not sleeping for as long as I have, you know. <laughs> I feel some relief that she needs to go to bed now too, but <laughs> um, sleep is definitely one. Yeah. And the, but the biggest part of that self care is um, like not feeling guilty about it. Like, yes. you know, cause I would, I almost felt ashamed that I needed something. Wow. And so being able to get to a place in my life where I didn't feel ashamed about taking what I needed, which was just basic needs, which sleep is. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it was a really big thing. And then, and with that, I was then able to honor, you know, really respect and understand um, Michelle's need for it. Like it sort of, you know, came part all together. And there was a moment th through the pandemic, Michelle, you know, she shared all these things that are self-care for her, but through the pandemic early on, you know, because we were all locked up and I think it was the first time for Michelle, correct me if I'm wrong, that yeah. you weren't able to do these things that were a part of your life. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, I saw a really big shift in her. And one day she came home, she's like, I'm going to throw a javelin again. And like our door started to pile up with Amazon packages of things that she needed. <laughs> yeah. um, and, there, and, and there was a huge change in her. You know, you could see uh. that. Um, so I think all of these things, you know, as we've come through the progression, really our progression through the, the progression through the pandemic yeah. um, has really shown me. So that and I started to uh, move and work out. Uh, and I, when I was a lot younger, you know, working out was really about an aesthetic. And mm -hmm. um, I really I, I really I really pushed that off like I. I no longer, I, I resented having to work out to look good. I didn't want to look good for anybody anymore. You know, okay. I didn't want to be so sad. And yeah. so I really rejected exercise for a long time. Yeah. And um, and yet managed to continue to look phenomenal. Right. <laughs> well, right? Damn right. Yeah, what? I, I do have. What's that about? Yeah, my 94-year-old my grandma. I mean, if anyone saw our pictures from our wedding, I give all the credit to her. I've got good genes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So, but yeah, working, starting to, now, I, you know, I, I realized that I needed to work out for my mental health. I developed some anxiety through the yeah. pandemic and moving uh, really helped that. Yeah, I think most people yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, I, I've always used movement to deal with um, anxiety. I've always had a lot of nervous energy. Mm -hmm. So I, I completely, completely relate to that. So thank you both for sharing, um, sharing all of that with us. That's, that's great. And so much of us went through the same thing, especially over the past couple of years. You know, my, my husband, he was, you know, part of a volleyball league and that, that hasn't even come back. So definitely a lot of people can relate to what you're saying. Um, also can completely relate to the perimenopause thing. I've been going through it for a couple of years now and it's, it's just so interesting. Like the, <laughs> from day to day, what's going to happen, a good, That's right? a good word. It's just incredible. And I, yeah, I, I'm asleep by 10 o'clock 
every night. So whether I'm on the couch falling asleep watching a movie or whether I go to bed. So I'm there with you. You know, I used to have this definition of what success was. Um, So my definition of success has absolutely changed over the years. And I'm wondering for both of you, and you can frame it in terms of life success or being a, you know, being a successful parent, successful parent. But what Mm. does that, what does that mean for you? That's a big one. It is a big one. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think when I was younger, definitely I defined uh, success more by, um, by outside, outside material things. So whether it was a certain amount of money to be made, yeah, um, being married with children more as like possessions or extensions of yourself yeah you know having a house having a car you know that just those types of things I looked at looked at it more as like collecting yeah check marks right and over the years it didn't it wasn't a quick thing but over over the decades and years I've noticed that it's become more internal things so I I certainly still have um, material goals and checkpoints that I'd like to hit but Mm -hmm. now there needs to be like a level underneath that of um, happiness, um, being like sort of content and, mm. and, and more spiritual and more connection. Like, so with, with the people that I care about yeah. rather than being more performance driven, yeah. it's just sort of shifted. Not that, mm. not that the performance goals still aren't there. I mean, I, I still like to push myself and those are important, but there's definitely more success wrapped up in the connection with my, with my wife and my kids and friends and family. That's yeah. become a lot more important in how I would define success. That is beautiful. And, you know, I think we were just so conditioned, Mm -hmm. 80s, 90s, uh, early 2000s, just to have those material goals and not really consider the spiritual self-development aspect of it so much. So, um, you know, thankfully, there's been such a shift in, in, in our culture to really put emphasis on these things for ourselves. So um, yeah, that's, that's wonderful. And what about you, Chantel? Yeah, I think that I think you know very along the same lines. Um, I just I I remember when I was young, I had this like vision in my head of like this like peace was like like falling back in a field of sunflowers. <laughs> like there's and I and and I and I think about like what was it with that image that was so um, attractive to me, and it was just like the color and the happiness and the simplicity and the freedom you know uh in that space and and that's sort of how what success feels for me now like when Mm. we have a weekend where you know we have the kids and I've been able to stay present and mostly calm (laughs) and and I say mostly calm like and I don't mean like angry but you know like that anxious energy we just spoke about um you know, all of that, where I'm just, it's really just about staying present and, um, and remembering the moments that I have with the kids, because, you know, anyone who's got anxiety, you can, you can relate to trying to think back to when you did something, and you can only remember certain things, you can't remember everything, because Mm -hmm. you can dissociate, right, if you're too anxious, right, so that's sort of what it is, like, I just feel, I feel success when, when we're all connecting. I love that, that's, that's really nice. Yeah. So in one word, what does being a mindful parent mean to you? Yeah, connected. Connected. Uh, it was just 
Yeah, I was just going to say connection. Oh, wow. Stole my word, babe. I think that uh, points to your own connection, which is really beautiful. Um, So just to ask a few more (laughs) questions, what's your meeting story? Tell me about how you guys met. Love is the best. It's like the best story ever. Well, I'll start it off, I suppose, (laughs) since uh, I had to do more work than (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be good already. I I can tell. Why am I not hearing anything back from her? That's basically what happened. <laughs> so there was just because I'm clueless. So we were, I mean, it was, I was in and around a time in my life where I was, I really just wanted, um, I didn't have any queer single mom friends and uh, I, I, I wasn't necessarily looking to date or what have you. And, and so I knew Michelle and I have known each other since we were in our early twenties. Oh, okay. As they say, I don't know if they say this anywhere, we ran in the same circles, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> and if anyone was like, like in their 90s or, tw- or 2000s in the queer community in Toronto, it's not that big, like, <laughs> okay. as far as how many, you know, women in, in that age group there is. So anyway, we, we knew of each other, um, but we weren't uh, friends, really, because um, I was a bit more reserved and shy, and she was um, pretty obnoxious and loud. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She, her take on the story was that I was a snob <laughs> and she didn't talk to me. I was really okay. just shy. So anyway, fast forward. A bunch She's of, absolutely right know. that I was obnoxious though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loud and but I mean she's the life of the party and she yeah. still is like uh so sort of in a in a different kind of way you know she tracks she attracts okay. a lot of people yeah. and um and that's not a bad thing at all charisma charisma that's right yeah yeah and so okay so you knew each other from before and how did you come to meet up again so so through a friend on Facebook they had posted um like a referral post of because Michelle just started her business and she was building a deck for her. Yes. And so um, this post had come up on my feed. We weren't friends on Facebook. It was through somebody else. And then I was like, Oh, whatever happened to her? And um, so I, you know, you do a little social, dig, uh, social media digging and I uh, learned that she had a baby. And so then I'd reached out to a friend. I don't know. I don't know why it was her that like, really came into my head not normally am I like deep digging on anyone who comes up through my feet it was just something that drew me to her I guess and so I dug around and I because you thought I was cute (laughs) (laughs) I'd heard that she was uh I heard that she was a single mom and so um so coincidentally I guess or the universe or Facebook algorithm she showed up in my feed again. She had decided to run. She was in a competition for a magazine cover, a fitness yeah. cover. And so she, the first time she's at, so she's posting daily, trying to get people to vote. And I'll admit that I was judging as much as I was interested in her post because I was like, I can't believe she could just put herself out there half <laughs> naked. Like I was like, you know, when you're insecure you're like judge other people for doing it but also very intrigued and so I voted and a couple of days in you know I I sent her a message and and uh, was like hey good for you trying to trying to make conversation but you know meanwhile half the internet's also writing her (laughs) and so she's like hey hey thanks and she's not responding really to me just like a hey or thumbs up and that's where I had made the comment like why am I not getting any response (laughs) anyway finally finally I I hook her into a conversation um 
Michelle, you can finish off from there. <laughs> yeah, she was so cute. I was getting so many messages. So it wasn't, it wasn't, an, it didn't feel unusual to get a message from her. And when I first saw her name, I was like, Chantal Simpson, Chantal Simpson, who is that? And so I do the same thing as her and, you know, what every respectable person does. And I did with my own little <laughs> right. media creeping and, and, and figured out who she was. And I was like, holy shit, you know, whatever happened to her? Um, but again, it wasn't weird that she messaged me and then, yeah, she messaged one day and just kind of, it was just cute. It made me laugh. She just said, what else are you doing besides trying to become, um, an <laughs> oxygen model? Cause it was oxygen magazine or like a fitness, like a cover model. And I just kind of giggled and we started, you know, messaging back and forth and like about 20, 30 minutes elapsed. Right. And I, I turned over to my brother, we were sitting on the couch at my house and I was like, I gave him this look. He's like, what? And I'm like, I think I'm flirting with this. Me and this girl are flirting. And he's like, give me your phone. Yeah. <laughs> and so I hand my phone over and then he quickly scrolls through the conversation. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, you guys are flirting. <laughs> <laughs> you need a third party to assess the situation. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> had to call in the big guns. So by the end of yeah. that chat, we had, you know, planned not, not like really a date, just a, a, a chance to hang out. She had just moved into a new place and needed some help hanging these barn doors. So I went over to help her with that. And uh, yeah, like as soon as, as soon as she opened the door, like I looked at her and I was like, oh shit, yep, this is going to be trouble. And um, <laughs> is it? Yeah, it was just like, bam. It was Okay, but I'm going to interrupt Shay. Can you imagine? Okay. So she, so she comes, so she drives up in her big <laughs> truck and she loads all her tools in front of my door before yeah. she's rung the doorbell. So she's made like a couple of trips. Yeah. So there's like all these toolboxes. <laughs> like maybe this isn't appealing for everyone, but I open the door and she's like, hi. And she like leans down to pick up her, her toolboxes <laughs> and she's wearing like, I got, she had to get rid of these jeans <laughs> shortly after they were like too low rise to be in fashion. But to give her credit, because of the low rise, her shirt kind of creeped up, and I was like, "Oh dear, she's like li literally, she's just training for this oxygen magazine. She's like totally ripped, you know." <laughs> and I was like blushing, like, like "Come on even, in, yeah, come on in." And she's right. like, "Hey, I'm like literally, I think the first compliment I could get out of my mouth. I was so awkward yeah. is that I said she's like putting on her shoes or something. I was like, you have." nice feet nice arches. like that's how awkward I was. you said you have nice arches and I was like oh that's cute weird but cute in my head so smooth so, so smooth. not smooth oh, so oh it cute. was so awkward anyway no. by the end of the weekend but it worked out yeah yeah the rest is history yeah oh I love that story it's really cute and the rest is history and you have a beautiful family together and you're doing, um, you know, so much. And I know we're going to link to Michelle's um, business in the in the description. So everyone, please check that out. And I just wanted to say thank you to both of you so much for being on the show and, and you know, providing providing some insight into the tools that you use and um, you know what mindfulness means to you. And what I'm hearing from both of you is that it's all about keeping it light and easy as much as possible, just going with the flow hearing what your kids are saying and staying connected. So thank you both again so much. Thanks again for having thank us. Thank you, this was great. Super fun.